Hello. Hello, darlings. I'm Jahari. And I'm Sarah. And we're back with the bang. See? Look, watch it goes. Pow, pow, pow. Pow. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. Uh, so... Oh, we came in all cute and dressed up, you know, just before uh, Christmas, and there was a power outage in Hollywood for blocks, and we sat around and waited and waited, and the lights never came back on. So it seemed like pretty, you know, on theme with the way that our lives were going, because mm -hmm. Sarah and I were both having mental breakdowns at the moment. Full on. Full on mental Full on. breakdown. Still in progress, so, let's be honest. Well, I, I, I'm getting better. I'm getting better. I'm, my eye's not twitching anymore. <laughs> and I can actually talk without having a panic attack. So, new year. Yay. New thing. Yay. <laughs> um, so, Sarah, without getting too far into... Um, you said to me earlier this week that you wanted to talk about some things. So I'm going to give you the mic and, you know, what is it that you want to tell me? Well, um, 2022 went out with a bang in like the biggest way ever. And um, unfortunately, I lost three people in my life. Um, Sorry, yeah, one of my one of my best friends from college died at the end of November. That was sudden. Um, and then my uncle passed away no more than a week later. And then my sister-in-law's brother, so my brother-in-law died from a heart attack all um, mid-December. And this just went like bing, bang, boom. And I'm still very much in grief for just my dear friend that passed away, right. let alone um, the circumstances for my uncle were quite trying for the family and for him as well, because right. he was recovering from lots of complications of after having a stroke. Yeah. And um, he lived a good life, but it unfortunately just was his time and yeah. he was ready to go. But my um, sister-in-law, we had uh, her, um, her brother's uh, funeral memorial on Saturday and that took a minute to get that all scheduled and squared away right. but my heart goes out to my family because um my sister-in-law's mother lost her husband around the same age that she just lost her firstborn son oh. and I couldn't even imagine and mm. um like just the devastation of that and we were watching after the service we were watching a video montage of pictures mm -hmm. and the face that she had like just like holding her baby and like mm -hmm. the joy she I hadn't seen that right I haven't seen that in so long I mean can't blame the woman she's been through so much and like right. in the last just well, how long has it been um since 2005 mm -hmm. so we're what is that how many years is that like I can't do math I can't do math head. we can't do math right I now <laughs> we're not gonna try yeah, <laughs> 17 years I don't yeah, know and that's right. probably wrong too but that's right. okay but I mean like she never fully recovered from it and um and I just, I just have so much compassion for her because I don't know if I ever will ever recover from my first husband's passing. And yeah. I kind of realized I was like, to have that joy of what it was like when I was building a life with him is the only thing I'm going to bring to my life now. Like yeah. I want that family. I want that father. And I want all of that. And that yeah. joy of the, when the, you know, the baby's just like, just standing. And then it's just, just standing, <laughs> you know, like nothing more than that. Like, yeah. just like that, that beauty of being a mother yeah. and how precious it is and how quickly it can be taken away yeah. and at the end of the day children are not supposed to pass away before parents Very it's just true. not the natural course of life but nowadays it's happening so like more often and that's it just is. devastating yeah. 
So, but, and then uh personal note, I, my life's just flipped itself upside down in the last month, but we're not going to be talking about that today. We will be talking about that later, <laughs> much later, but it just kind of put things into perspective is uh, although things might've been really challenging for me in some odd way, shape and form that the grief of my, like my girlfriend dying was far worse in a lot of ways mm -hmm. in that immediate moment course there was aftermath and I've been going yeah. through it but I have been taking care of myself mentally I've been going to therapy um I've been figuring out ways emotionally that my brain continues to try to stop myself from feeling and mm -hmm. I've been working on feeling <laughs> to the point where I don't want to feel anymore but <laughs> yeah Oof. yeah but it just um I I really feel for my sister-in-law right now because I couldn't I can't imagine and her brother was just a good man. Like he was turning his life around and like left a 22 year old daughter and she it's just all too soon. Right. She was only 47. Right. All too soon. Yeah. So I'm sorry to hear that's that. the recap about my family life. Yeah, I'm We're surviving, sorry your but family's loss. Yeah. It's a lot of loss in a short period of time. Yeah. 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 You know, um, I reconnected with a cousin of mine this week and, um, she and I were talking about the anticipation of grief because my aunt has been diagnosed with, um, with dementia mm -hmm. and you know mm -hmm. that my father has dementia. So, you know, finding that out and then realizing that you're losing the person, even though they're right there mm -hmm. is also, you know, grieving. Like, you know, when you said that your uncle died of a stroke, my father also had a stroke. That's a huge trigger for me. When I hear people who have high blood pressure and they're not taking care of themselves, all of my cousins included, because, and you know who you are, y'all still aren't doing right. Um, and, uh, but yeah, the anticipation of grief also is just as heavy, mm -hmm. you know, when you, the person you know is gone, but they're sitting there right in front of you, mm -hmm. you know, which is what I deal with on a daily basis with my father. And, um, and now with my aunt, um, she no longer lives in California, but I was raised by her. Yeah. So I, the thought of that is really, um, hurtful. Um, but on a happier note, uh, we both have, you know, during the holiday season, which was very rough for, you know, both mm -hmm. of us, I've, you know, I've had like a complete upturn in my house. I've had to readjust um, my lifestyle in general to uh, accommodate, you know, new family members in the house and, you know, and the accommodations that they need, which actually just sent me into like a full nervous breakdown because I wasn't really getting any support from anyone else outside who had created a mess. And then me being the five-star fixer, mm -hmm. it dropped, you know, the, the issue in, into my home and in a loving way, of course, I'm going to take care of it. But at the same time, I wasn't very happy about the fact that the people that created the situation weren't trying to pitch in to help. They're just kind of sitting around calling for updates, asking what's happening. And I'm like, if you really cared about what was happening, you would have taken care of it a long time ago. But now you want me to fix it in a hurry. Well, I'll fix it when I when I can at my own pace. Um, and I'm only doing it out of the, the kindness of my heart and the fact that I want to, you know, be there for mm -hmm 
for someone who's been abandoned. But um, it didn't sit well with me initially because I was very, you know, resentful of how um, unaffected uh, my family and extended family were by the situation. And I know I'm being vague, but it's, it's best that it's we're vague best, sometimes. <laughs> it's best that we're vague sometimes. Um, but other than that, I had an a, you know a great holiday. Mm-hmm. Uh, our family we went to Lake Arrowhead. It seemed like everybody in Los Angeles County was in the Lake Arrowhead and Big Bear. Oh really? Ah, oh, God. Bummer. It, but it was great. There was you know there was plenty of slow snow, mm-hmm. lots of snowboarding, skiing. Um, I felt like I was at like Disneyland or Magic Mountain. Oh, because it was yeah. so crowded. Oh yeah. Like, and this is gonna sound like so very spoiled rotten, but. I couldn't even get a massage or a facial. I'm on vacation. I can't do the one thing that I want to do. Yeah. The only thing that was very positive was that, you know, everything was so close. So we were able to walk. So I was walking in like the snow and the rain and all this stuff for like a, a week, which you was had a wilderness-esque what, I, experience. A wilderness-esque <laughs> experience. And you know that I'm a beach girl. <laughs> I'm a beach girl. And I don't mess around with snow yeah <laughs> I, I i don't i don't need it i don't want it at all but you know the family wanted to do that so there i am yeah. making that happen um but other than that like i i had a really great holiday you know it it was a it was fun with the family um we kind of came in here day without any plan or anything to talk about. Uh, we just wanted to like reconnect with you guys, you know, since we've been gone for what, six weeks? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was six weeks, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. It's kind of like we'll respite care. Reconnect <laughs> respite with each other. Reconnect <laughs> with each other because honestly, Sarah and I haven't spoken to each other except for like two or three times yeah. this whole time. Yeah. You know, way too emotionally overwhelmed yeah. to, to handle all of that. Um, and, uh, and not like perpetuate it on each other, you yeah. know? I didn't really want to, I, I'm not a fan of that. If I'm in a bad mood, I want to keep it to myself. Um, but if you come for me, then I'll- Watch un- out. I'll, <laughs> I will unleash. But anyway, um, so Sarah, tell me something that was like your, you know, something that like warmed your heart over the over the past like six weeks. It doesn't have to be holiday related. Well, it kind of is though. Okay. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. So I have two beautiful nieces and they're both teenagers and I just love them to death and I can just sit with them and be totally chill. But I got to really bond with my younger one because we like did a lot of stuff in the kitchen over the holiday and Mm. she's just so lovely and like, she like is like even though she's kind of sassy which i have no problem with that right. but um she would kind of dig into me a little bit and i was like what's going on with that but then it was more i think it was just because we are so much alike that um it's better that we're together like cuz she feels i feel like she just like sees me as a mirror she's without her realizing she's comfortable and like so she can say what she has to say and she knows that you're not going to be upset by it you're going to be like okay 
Yeah, well, I'm going to laugh at it because I think it's funny. (laughs) Right. There's a saying that goes, you spot it, you got it. Yeah, yeah. But she, and like, you spot it, you got it. And even when she was tiny, because I I saw her this weekend, obviously, but like, we were just two peas in a pod. I was like, Maddie, we used to hang out so much when when you were little. And she's like, I don't remember. And I'm like, that's okay. (laughs) But to me, it was yesterday. And it was um, like, what, a seven year difference? Yeah. Yeah. But um, uh, she's just really like I'm excited for how they're growing and developing and I just want everything for them and they're good girls like it means it's hard growing up in LA like everyone gets so forward and developing and maturing too quickly in my opinion that like teenagers can't just be kids Mm -hmm. but they do a good job of being kids but they're also like they're they're aware of what's happening in their lives and they put friends first, which is important, yeah. I think, especially at that age, because I was very social too. Yeah. And um, studies are studies are before that. <laughs> but yeah. And I was like, they both know who they are. And I think that's even more important. Like mm-hmm. to know, like, you know, one's more creative, one's more active, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But that was one thing that really just like she knew how to make tortillas really well we make these wrapped tortillas with pie filling they're just like terrible for you like Mm -hmm. they will put a lot of different types of cholesterol in you (laughs) but she like had such a nice way of how she wanted to do it and i just let her take the lead because i was like i don't care throw it all together and and i blew up uh butter in the microwave and she just laughed i mean i really did i did like everywhere Somebody doesn't cook that much, but now I do. I cook I way was more. About to say, yeah. sounds like somebody doesn't know how to cook. Yeah, I just didn't know how to. I don't time. like sticks of butter need to go in a microwave. I don't <laughs> like longer. to cook. Like I tell people that all the time. I am good at it. I just don't like to. Mm-hmm. If there was one thing that I could wish for to have on a regular basis is a chef. That's what I would want mm-hmm. every day. I'll drive myself. I'll do everything else. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to cook. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, but I enjoy cooking. And then like, um, but that was pretty much it. What about you? What was like the most heartwarming? Well, I don't want to stay Hallmark worthy, but. <laughs> I do like a good Hallmark movie. Yeah, love um, them. I think I had the most fun with um, the four of us because there was absolutely nothing to do in Arrowhead. You know, like I said, everything was sold out. You go to the grocery store for, and then you come back. <laughs> we did that a few times. It's basically all you do. <laughs> we did that a few times. But we um, were all... Is it Jensen's? Jensen's, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, we were sitting in the hotel room and we had like had dinner and then we started... Each one of us started playing like our favorite like song or music or whatever. Yeah. So we were just like laughing and dancing and singing because there was nothing else to do except for you know, hang out with each other. So um, we did that for several hours and I was like, all right, going to bed. And that was it. But it was, um, you know, especially because my kids are, you know, in college, out of college. And um, even though I see them often, we don't really get a chance to just be together without Mm -hmm. TV or, you know, out in, you know, other environments. So for me, just that family time that we had, Every morning we all got up and walked to, I forgot what it's called, some this waffle place. Mm. You know, they loved it. I'm not that big of a waffle fan, um, but I am a potato fan and the potatoes were good. Yeah. Oh, very good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And just, just spending time with them. It really was, um, 
you know, unfiltered. So that was nice. Mm -hmm. It's very heartwarming, mm -hmm. you know, for a, a mom of grown kids, you know, I don't know how many more of those I'm going to get before they're out in the world mm -hmm. and just call me on Sundays. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, many if they live in close proximity. <laughs> you know, I don't know what's, I can't predict the future, yeah. but um, that was great. Um, so was there anything that you wish that you were able to do? during our break that you didn't get to? Is that a no? Oh, God. Well, I'm, I'm like going through my checklist. Well, I'll just start. The, if, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I think the one thing that I really wanted to do was start painting, but I didn't get to that point because I painted everything else like in my house, but not actually like, like on a canvas. Mm -hmm. um, I've been like kind of reorganizing and preparing to make like a corridor art room inside the home instead of outside. Mm -hmm. And I'm still in progress with that, but mm -hmm. I'm, I'm pushing forward to that because I really just want to regurgitate as much work as possible mm -hmm. and then enter it into like an art walk and art exhibit. Okay. Yeah. But that was the one thing I, I had more, like in my mind, I had more time for, but yeah. I had some roadblocks I had to right. <laughs> smash with, with right. the no, cosmetic changes in my home. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I yeah. get that. I get that. Um, what about you? Uh, I wish I had gotten to cleaning out and reorganizing my closet. Yeah. Um, oh, shit. Yeah. It, any, anyone that knows me, Sarah knows, I have a huge closet, a very well thought out closet, but now it is starting to overflow. <laughs> uh, and I, I have a lot of vintage pieces that my daughter loves to come and get. And um, I'm going to need to make some serious cuts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I need to make some serious, mm -hmm. but I didn't get to it. I was way too busy to to get to that and I know that sounds just kind of like eh, your closet believe me it's an undertaking mm -hmm. I might need to hire somebody to come and do it because mm -hmm. I I don't think I can I don't think that I will get the results that I want if I do it myself mm -hmm. and um yeah that's that's it on on that note but um I I did feel like I did get a mental break um and not like break like snap, but like a break from, you know, the constant, you know, routine and the need to get everything done fast. Anyway, so other than that, was there anything that you felt like um, you're not going to do again next year? Wait, what? <laughs> like, I'll just say this. Like, I hosted, you know, two huge parties this yeah. year. Yes. I had the entire family in for Thanksgiving. Well, the, the entire, but most. And then I hosted my bad mom's Christmas party, and which you were at. Yes, which loved it. was fantastic. It was fantastic. And um, uh, Sarah sang karaoke, um, Mariah Carey. Yeah. All I want for Christmas is you, and yeah. I brought the house down. I, mean. I just want to say that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, uh, you know, myself and, you know, there are four of us all together, the bad moms. We throw a hell of a party. Mm -hmm. Hell of a party. I think everybody was pretty impressed, you know, because we have a, we hire a hot bartender 
We had a 360 photo booth. We did karaoke. We did some really crazy games. Mm -hmm. And I warned everybody ahead of time not to drive. But, you know, nobody listens. So oh, like, I Ubered. I know you mm -hmm. did, but, like, mm -hmm. there were six cars outside of my mm -hmm. house the next morning because people were like, oh, God, I can't drive home. Well, yeah, mm -hmm. I told you that was going to be a problem mm -hmm. because, you know, all the things that we were doing. Um, I... I really enjoyed that party very much. You know, there was, you know, so much like togetherness as women because no men are allowed, um, except for the people I hire to work <laughs> who are all men. <laughs> it just makes it a little sweeter. Mm -hmm. You know, there are a bunch of men walking around holding trays and mm -hmm. serving drinks, mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. which is fantastic. So, um, but it it is a amazing moment with like, you know, about, 25 women are all together. We're having a great time. You know, you're bonding, you know, people are making connections. They're enjoying one another. And um, I mean, like all ages, all cultures, we had an amazing time. Mm -hmm. And I, I, that was the second highlight mm -hmm. of this past season was, you know, just seeing all the beautiful women coming together and, you know, uh, a group of them, they're golfers, so they're trying to get the rest of us to golf. I don't know. I don't think so. Um, <laughs> nothing is wrong with golfing. I'm just saying. I don't think it's for me. Um, it's definitely not for me. It, no. But I get it. But it's definitely, I don't think it's for me. Um, I did absolutely love the theme was um, bling it on. <laughs> so everybody came in these fantastic costumes, uh, like, you know, just dripping in fringes and feathers <laughs> and sequins and everything. Mm -hmm. It was it, pretty fun. Was it a, like a sequin pandemic after everyone left at, on your floor? No, actually really? it wasn't. Oh, Only curious. in my room because I sprayed myself with that gold glitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sprayed myself with gold glitter. And... Um, there was glitter all over my bathroom and all over my feet for like the next three days. You're like, so, this is what it looks like when I walk everywhere. I, I do like spread glitter everywhere. Yeah, I was, I, yeah, I, I breathe glitter. Um, but yeah, that and, you know, so many like cute little things. I, right now, I we're so lucky to have so many wonderful friends that live out of, out of state. But right now I have probably like six huge baskets of like cheese, crackers, salami, a, a huge box from Italy, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like the large basket from Harry and David full. And I need people to come over and eat it. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to come over and eat. Some oh, stuff. shucks. <laughs> I know. There's just way too much of it. So there's, it's that, that's the other thing. But I just want to say that I'm, I'm really grateful for, you know, your friendship and how we've bonded and how we're doing with this podcast. I know this is kind of like a, a roundup of, you know, last year, because like I said, there was a blackout and we mm -hmm. couldn't, you know, uh, do any of that. But um, I think one of the most amazing things was, you know, just seeing all those connections because we are here about mm -hmm. connecting with women and we are here about bonding and creating, you know, pathways with other women. And um, that was something that 
that's been amazing. And I've realized that some of the seeds that I've planted with women that, you know, I work with like service wise and stuff, and then exchanging numbers with them is starting to come to fruition. They're creating their own little circle that we're involved in. And so that is just a beautiful thing. And I just love seeing that in, you know, in the coming year, which I'm very excited about because, you know, our podcast is picking up steam. All of you out there, thank you so much <laughs> for clicking, liking, subscribing to Free of Fearful of Joy. I, I'm overwhelmed with the love that we've received. And um, it's 2023 will be even better. You know, I'm always lucky in the odd years. <laughs> It's 2022. It was rough. It was rough. It was rough. It was rough. Um, So, Sarah, what do you have anything that you want to? um, uh, And now we were going to talk about this last time. Mm -hmm. I don't make resolutions. Mm -mm. I I don't like them because I feel like it's a setup for failure. (laughs) I feel like. If you have something you want to do, you just should decide and then do it and stick to it. Mm-hmm. Most people make resolutions, and this has just been my experience with people who make resolutions. By March, it's it's over, mm-hmm. you know. So I know you make resolutions. So I, n- I don't know if you want to share any of them, but tell me what, why, when. <laughs> what, why, when, where? How and who? Why? What? Well, so I do, but because I'm like in this full on makeover inside, outside, and in my dwelling, that it's more like a work in progress. And I've given myself more space literally in my life. Like I cleaned out a lot of things <laughs> and ended a lot of commitments. <laughs> To give myself emotional space so that I can feel and um, breathe, number one, because I am going through a major life change right now, but um, but we're not going to get into any of that again. But, um, but I realized I was like, I was severely underestimating the emotional space that I needed just to have like some quiet moments to myself on a daily basis. And mm-hmm. in some ways I'm spoiling myself that way. Mm-hmm. And in other ways, I'm like, I still need more. <laughs> But um, I've kind of recreated a new life for myself and just wanted to make sure that I had a lot of joy around me and my surroundings. And mm-hmm. so right now my bathroom has pink walls and flowers on it. <laughs> so when I walk in there, I'm a happy pooper. <laughs> but and then like just let alone like eating three times a day. Like, what is that? Like I would only eat twice and then maybe like, and I just wasn't taking care of myself in a way that was like true advocacy, you know, like self-advocacy and not just like, oh, I'll, you know, eventually get to it. That was basically my life. I was just eventually going to get to it. And, but yet it would be at the very bottom of the priority list. So um, I reduced my commitment significantly with um, my volunteer position as a a uh, council member with the neighborhood council for Sherman Oaks. I love them to death, but, and it was really um, an emotional um, process to kind of move on. I'm still part of it in a small way, but but I'm going to make bigger waves that way. Okay. <laughs> Reducing commitment helps you just like refocus and re like just stay consistent. So if anything, my new year's resolution is to stay consistent. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'll let I, you know how it goes. <laughs> again, I don't make any resolutions. Yeah. I think the only thing is I said to my husband, can we start making the bed every day? That was the only thing. That That is the only thing. And I don't really see it as a resolution. It's more like a, you know, hey, let's stop leaving the bed unmade all day. Because if you make your bed during the day, you just feel like your room is cleaner. Yeah. I, I know. And that's just like a random thing. But well, that was the only thing that I could I thought of add on to that studies show that like you your bed actually needs room to breathe though in like in like let whatever like bacterium like grow over the night of sweating like to air out or something mm -hmm. I'll look into it but but I make my bed every day and it just feels nice like it feels like it just feels like polished and ready for me to go back into it later <laughs> you know um turn down service that not, might be an add-on after the chef I don't know I you know I that was the only thing that I, I was like, I think I want to try doing that. Yeah. Now I don't know how long that's going to last. Maybe only till March. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the only thing that I thought of. But uh, I'm trying to think what else. You know, it, it's been a very quiet um, December and January for me intentionally. Yeah. Intentionally, um, and I don't know how February is going to be, but. Uh, that's what's happening so far. Mm -hmm. I I really am trying to focus on making sure that I set clear boundaries, um, frame my boundaries and then set them. Um, and as you know, when you set boundaries with people who have run all over your boundaries, they don't take it very well. No, they do. Um, so that has been a struggle, um, for me framing and setting boundaries with, um, people in my life. And then if they don't want the boundaries, then I have to just politely back away, mm -hmm. which is even at my age, you have to keep doing and reassuring yourself of that. It's okay to set boundaries. It's okay to say no to people. It's okay to say like, um, I know that I said that I could do this, but I can't right now. Um, letting people know, like, uh, I can't pour from an empty cup. Right now, I am drained. Right now, I don't have anything for you. I know that you need to talk to me, but I can't talk to you right now because I'm having a crisis. Mm -hmm. And since you're not available to hear my crisis, I I can't listen to yours either. Mm -hmm. And not in a, you know, a unbalanced way, just like, yeah, I really want to be there for you, but I can't be there for you right mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. And that happens um, or has been happening quite often in the last few months. I've just been tired. Like, I get it. I get it. Mm -hmm. You're you're struggling. But guess what? I am too. Mm -hmm. Well, and you were such a big component to help me shift because you're like, the, I, I just really want to say thank you because you offered a tool that is already helping me shine again like in such a big way. And I'm so grateful for that. And I know that we haven't really been able to talk a lot, yeah. but we're still on the same wavelength. Yeah. I mean, look how we dress I ourselves. Know. We didn't even talk last we night. We talked she about said, the I'm dress. wearing blue. I said, okay, I'll wear blue too. But as you can see, we're both wearing thigh highs. I know. And other cold. things underneath that we don't need to talk about. <laughs> Why even? Why are you even bringing that up? Still awkward. You're welcome. Volunteering information. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Right. He got too serious. Shut up. <laughs> 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 I know what you're talking about. 
feeling fucking sober this whole time. Boo. Boo. Yeah. Let me just tell you, um, Sarah, I am very humbled by your gratefulness. Um, I did have to have to step in with you because you had me very, very worried with your um, the your how your emotional state was. But I'm glad to see you shining again, and that I didn't have to put you in a chokehold. Yeah, no, <laughs> because I was yeah. two seconds to put you in a chokehold. Yeah. Bro. I was averaging like a breakdown every three days. Oh my God. Yeah. And then I was like, this isn't healthy anymore. And then not that it happens more often, but I think I've gotten a lot clearer And mm. it's like to kind of echo what you're saying about reframing. I like how yeah. you're saying that about boundaries. Yeah. Cause I was usually saying, this is what I was saying now. I'm like, I'm putting steel rods into the ground. <laughs> They're like 75 feet deep. <laughs> Cause I was getting to the point where I didn't have boundaries with people. Yeah. Too many people knew my business. Yes. Like, and too many people had judgments against it and they still have judgments now and but I'm not reacting like I used to where yeah. I was like oh your opinion matters more than mine now I'm like okay yeah yeah um, and then it just kind of makes me want to take pause and not share any more than what I already have shared because right. I feel vulnerable I feel like I like big big shift happen and I need to be okay with it myself first and like be okay with the boundaries that I'm setting because it's about me. It's not about whether or not they're okay with the wall being shoved in their face right now. Right. They need to, they just need to, you know, work themselves out. Right. And I need to work myself out. Well, when and you said that's kind of how we are. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why we didn't like grip at each other. You know, yeah. like we, I knew what was going on without you telling me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did. I had I a feeling. I just sent her a message that says, my life is a shit show. And that was it. And I wrote, ha ha. <laughs> she wrote, ha ha. But I knew exactly. I knew what it was about. And it about. was more like, yeah. yeah, she knew what it was about. I guess because she was just texting me to say hi. Mm -hmm. And I was like, my life is a shit show. Mm -hmm. And she was like, ha ha. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and she was like, I hope you weren't offended. And I was like, no. Oh, it was shit storm. Shit and it was storm. pouring rain at the same time. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. That's, right. That's why it was, it was, it was excellent comedic timing, Jahari. Yeah. As yeah. per usual. <laughs> as per usual. <laughs> <laughs> anyway um uh no um we have we have to resume our mm -hmm. you know our regular scheduled programming mm -hmm. and here we are mm -hmm. you know <laughs> we did skip we were supposed to be back last week yeah but i wasn't quite mentally stable so you know i'm never really mentally stable but <laughs> I put on a good show though, right? <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't be normal if it was like this. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, 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 Um, you know, uh I framing and boundaries is new for me. Mm -hmm. And you're setting boundaries, which is new for you. New we like new new boundaries. Yeah, yeah. you're setting new boundaries. Yeah. I don't think I ever really set boundaries with some people I just kind of like you know adjusted mm -hmm. to them mm -hmm. and I've learned that that's not healthy mm -mm. at all at all and especially because I'm the I am the type which I am trying to work past that I will burn it down mm -hmm. like there is that part of me that will just you know Angela Bassett like drive the car to the cliff and throw the match and walk off mm -hmm. and be like, this might fuck up my life. I don't care. Mm -hmm. I don't care as long as my point gets across mm -hmm. um, and in a very clear manner. So now I'm learning that, you know, maybe not light the car on fire, maybe just bust the 
four tires, three tires, because four is covered by insurance, ladies. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. I'm not condoning that kind of behavior. Um, it's not just three tires. It's three toxic. Tires. <laughs> and I know that everybody thinks toxic is cute. It's not. Toxic is not cute. It's not because eventually that toxicity manifests itself in your body and it comes out in different ways, you know. In different ways it will mm -hmm. that toxicity turns into poison in your in your body so which uh, makes it easier for other people to poison you what yeah that makes complete sense like if you're already vulnerable and you're already kind of feeling that like you know like low energy and you're sad and then you know whatever that may be it's easier for people to like tip you over and like make it worse oh, that's what i'm saying I, okay yeah like, what yeah so it makes uh, vulnerability and it makes it easier for people to bully you. Mm -hmm. I get what you're saying. I think so, yeah. Yeah, you were kind of saying that when you were saying that you've shared things with people and they've turned it around in judgment. Mm -hmm. And that is something that I've dealt with very much so, like sharing something with someone I thought was keeping me in confidence and keeping me close to their heart, but realizing that their loyalty wasn't to me. They always were just watching me because they wanted to see what I was going to do next, how I was going to, you know, move to the next level. Mm -hmm. They're just watchers. They wanted to be in the room, but they would take whatever they heard or knew about me and go talk to other people negatively about me, mm -hmm. but then turn around and smile in my face mm -hmm. like, nee, 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 and want to hang out and go places and travel when really they spent most of their time talking about me and um, wanted to benefit from all the fabulous things that I do in my life and, you know, you know, kind of took them along with me. But in, in, but in all honesty, they really were watcher mm -hmm. envy, you know, and preying on my downfall. Mm -hmm. But I always rise. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I always rise. So, um, yeah, learning that also was where I set boundaries. And those people, when I set those boundaries with them and kept them, framed them, kept them there, then it was like, how dare you? Mm -hmm. Then then there's like anger, like you're keeping me out. You, you won't let me get any further. You're keeping information from me. Like, oh, I thought we were friends. Mm, I thought we were too. But obviously what you want is to just, you know, be one of those vacuum, vacuous people, but you don't really, you're, you're not really here for me. You're here to watch me and talk to me with other people. So once I set those boundaries, those people fell off so quickly, mm -hmm. you know? I think one of my, one thing that sticks out in my hand head is uh, someone came to me and was like, oh my gosh, like you haven't called me. So I'm the only one with fingers. I'm the only one that can call. I'm the only one that can text after like I've called and texted you for ever. All the calls were and stuff were originated by me. And when I stop, then it's, oh, you don't call me anymore. Well, you never called me anyway. So this was always one-sided. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm not around and I'm not calling and I'm not asking you to hang out and stuff like that, 
or I'm not, you know, here to listen to everything about you. Now it's, oh, I, you know, you're not a good friend. Well, I was, and you didn't appreciate it. Now that I'm, I've retracted, you, you know, you feel like there's a, something missing from your life. Well, yeah, I'm missing, but you were never there in mine, really. You know, I was trying to bring you in. I was trying to be friends with you, but you weren't really trying to do that. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. So there's this new masterclass about getting like the best quality relationship. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is really interesting that this is popping up on my Facebook <laughs> right now. <laughs> because quality goes a long way. And like, yeah. like to do little things for your friends does go a long way and sh to show kindness and communications one thing just like knowing that they'll always be there for you that's another but sometimes we lose like we lose track of communicating with one another and then like the people like honestly I don't I think it's either like they don't remember anymore because they're reliant on their phone that they couldn't just like look at past text history and say like oh when was the last time we actually communicated you know like there's mm -hmm. there's ways to kind of like go into your archive of mm -hmm. your brain and find out but at the end of the day, it is a two-way street. We always talk about uh, being equally yoked here at Free or Fearful of Joy. And um, a lot of people are in this transformation mode right now because they want a new life. They want a new version of themselves because mm -hmm. the current version isn't serving them anymore. Mm -hmm. But the truth of the matter is, is that take those good versions, like take that old version of yourself and tweak it a little because that's who you are. And it's flaws and all. And that was one thing that my dear friend, um, her video popped up on my feed, my friend that passed away, mm -hmm. in the right moment when I needed it. She was talking to me. <laughs> and it was about love, love for yourself. And like, when as a nurturer and caregiver, you're always going to put someone else first and love them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's okay to be like, okay, let's create some space just so that I can love me more yeah. right now, yeah. because that's the only way we're going to be able to be better friends. Right. And like, and then maybe they'll see that and then maybe she'll reach out or he'll reach out and mm -hmm. they'll be like oh hey you know I realized I was wrong in saying that I yeah. was supposed to I could I could have called you too but people don't like to take responsibility like that right now because they're yeah. not in that state where they realize they should take there, responsibility there are some people who will never realize that it's them mm -hmm. you know and the people that I have you know stepped away from don't realize that they have continued patterns of how they treat friends mm -hmm. because this particular person had another incident with another mutual friend of ours and both of our friendships ended with this person the same way mm. with this person sending a really wild unfiltered very very mean text message that made me feel like did we even know each other? Like the way that you're communicating to me right now is like, we were never friends. But then I realized that that person had done it to our other friend too, the exact same thing. And so I was like, I realized that some people won't ever know that it's them mm -hmm. because they, everything is in, you know, in and around them. And they won't ever realize that like you have a pattern of destroying friendships because you never see how wrong you are. You just want to 
push it on someone else and say, oh, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, wait a minute, you asked for this, you wanted to do this, you, and then now you're trying to turn it around on me and you're talking to me like I've never even met you. Mm -hmm. So, okay, okay. But that, there's a pattern. There's a pattern to that, like of, you know, not being self-aware and, um, and not being able to reach someone because of their complete narcissistic view of themselves and the things that they do. They don't think that they do anything because how could I? Because I'm perfect. Mm -hmm. So I've stepped away from relationships that way where the rules apply to everybody else, but not to them. Mm -hmm. You know, there I that that doesn't work for me anymore. Mm -mm. No more of of that. No more of that. Like you can talk to me any kind of way you want, but when I say something to you, oh, how dare you? Well, you just talking to me out the side of your throat <laughs> right now, so I can't respond. Mm -hmm. And now I'm wrong. Okay. We can just part ways at this point. Mm -hmm. And then finding out that it's a repetitive pattern, which just confirmed to me that, yeah, you'll never understand. You're, you don't want to. You don't want to. And it'll spill over into other parts of of their life and so on and so forth. And then as usual, people like that always circle back around and then they want to know why, why aren't you <laughs> talking to me anymore? And it's like, I don't know if you'll ever understand because you didn't then, <laughs> will you now? So that's a place that um, I've gotten to with, you know, with people in and around um, my life and my circle has gotten a lot smaller. And that's, that's perfectly fine to me. You know, I, I'm happier. I'm less, I'm more steady than feeling like uncertain around certain people. So um, uh, I see that as, as growth mm -hmm. for me. Um, because like you were saying earlier, I am not concerned about what it looks like to people. Mm -hmm. I'm only concerned about how I'm feeling in this space, in this point in my life. And am I a reflection of these things? Because I have children. Am I a reflection of these things to them? Mm -hmm. You know, do they see this and know that they can be, you know, bigger, better, stronger, even though their circle is smaller? Like they they're watching their mother change and evolve. And I hope that they, you know, learn something from that, mm -hmm. you know, cause it's not easy, but I keep putting myself out there. I keep, you know, trying to meet new people and trying to introduce myself to and, and expand to like, you know, acquaintances and, you know, and other people that I interact with and not just shut myself off and be like, Oh, people are horrible. Mm -hmm. I love people. I love being around people. I love talking to people. I love interacting with, with people. Sometimes it's a compulsion. <laughs> Sometimes I have to stop myself from like just talking to people every everywhere, like I'm some crazy lady, you know, it, because that's just in me. That's your part. social butterfly. I am. <laughs> I'm just social. I just am friendly. And sometimes that's not, <laughs> it's, I can't do it all the time, but it's okay. Cause it's little droplets of light sharing with somebody. I have to pick and choose because I, I will, I'll do it anytime, anywhere. <laughs> and so sometimes I'm like, people don't always want to 
be spoken to. Yeah. You know, so you have to pick your pick and choose. Those. I do have a quick story for you, though. Yeah. I went ice skating at the Santa Monica rink before it closed a couple weekends ago. Oh, nice. And there's kids everywhere. And <laughs> adults and kids should not be on the same rink. I'm that's, just going to say that's it's very dangerous. True. It is they, very dangerous. They're like, they're like, zoo, 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 zoo. and then adults are still like, I don't know how to coordinate my body anymore because I'm old as fuck. But <laughs> <laughs> I figured it all out, warmed my knee out real nice because mm-hmm. I just needed it. But then once I started getting to the groove, I was like, was I love it. it. I Ice skating or roller ice skating? skating? Ice oh, skating, wow. yeah. Okay, oh, okay. roller skating, I love. I will roller yeah. skate anytime, any yeah. place, anywhere. Yeah. But, um, but, and I went uh, to the concession stand to get a cookie, and the lady just like, she seemed kind of like in a poopy mood, but can you blame her? There's kids that are like, you know, grumpy. It's a lot. It's the end of season two. Like, you yeah. got to give them credit. They, they made it through, you know, it's almost two days later right. and they'll be done. Yeah. But I just was like, I was just me. And then she was like, you're in a great mood. You just turned my day around. And and I was like, uh-huh. I was like, but you can't. And then I said, I was like, you can't go wrong with a nice rink. And then I was like, but you can when there's too many shitty kids everywhere. I want children. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I love children. They're the light of the world. Like, girl, you might want to rethink but the parenting let's, thing. Let's be honest, though. Let's be honest. And there were so many children that were unattended. And this one little girl, her spirit had the bowl of like, you know, like a thousand bowls. She kept getting up every time. She smacked her on the freaking ah. ice. She concussed herself. She still got up and kept skating. So resilient. So resilient. And that made me realize a lot. I was like, I am too, damn it. That's all. You're resilient. Okay. <laughs> Is that what you were saying? Because that story ended abruptly. But it's important. Like, I was like, don't, you know, I don't think you have to modify your friendliness to like the world around no, you. No, it's no, no, those no. interactions that are everything. With everything, you need boundaries. Like, yeah. I have to have boundaries with my friendliness. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I sometimes I mean, it's maybe just that's too what much. you need right now. That's, that's yeah. just what I need right now. Yeah. I, because the thing is, is that like, I'm, I'm helpful, I'm friendly. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I just, I have to save some of that energy mm-hmm. because so much of it was going outside that mm-hmm. it wasn't, I wasn't being friendly and open with myself, mm-hmm. kind to myself. There we go. That's what it that is about. That's it. what it's about. Saving some That's of what it's about. Being kind to yourself, mm-hmm. being friendly to yourself. So if you need a New Year's, New Year's resolution, say that 10 times fast. Yeah. It's never too late to start it again, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> make I, it to March. Yeah. Make it to March at least. And then maybe it'll stick. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't have any uh, funny anecdotes um, at all about the holiday season. Maybe one will come to me later mm-hmm. or anything. Because I didn't, I stopped skiing and snowboarding years ago after I busted my ass a few times in mouth, Mammoth. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm too old for this shit. I'm too old for this shit. Um, Still very athletic. Don't I, get it wrong. I, I'm still very athletic. Mm-hmm. I still am very athletic, but like falling on the ice is no fun. Mm-mm. None whatsoever. Uh, Sarah, I just want to say that I'm glad that we're back. Mm-hmm. Um, we really want you guys to check us out on YouTube, Free of Fear, Full of Joy. Mm-hmm. We'd love for you guys to subscribe on there or subscribe on um, Spotify, Pandora, mm-hmm. Audible. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love to hear from you. Our website also is freefearfulofjoy.com. Um, you can hit us up anytime, watch some of our back episodes, uh, check in with us, send us a message. We love the comments. 
Um, we've got some other random like stories on there. Uh, I told a story about being in Pahrump, Nevada, um, which is pretty funny. You should check it out. Um, but we would love for you guys to um, to become part of our family and uh, mm -hmm. and subscribe, join, watch on a regular basis, share with your friends. Mm -hmm. um, we'd love that. And um, with that being said, we love you all. Mm -hmm. You ready? Mm -hmm. Okay. Free of fear, full of joy. Free of fear, full of joy. Free of fear. Full of joy. Woo. Woo. Bye, darlings. Bye.